Are ready for adventure? Okay. It's time for the adventures of Sniv and Bria, starring Bria as Bria, DM Jazzy Hands as Sniv, and Tomas, with special guest appearances by Harold the Horny Hydra, Flick's third sister whose name we still don't know, and Fiona. The adventures of Sniv and Bria. They put the R in adventure. I forgot. Hey, welcome back. Hey, I forgot about the joke, and then it's there again. I love it. Also, I want everyone to know that at the end, when there's a nice release of music, DM conducts the end of that. Um, Look, I can't help myself. It's it's who you are. Um, it is. How you doing? Totally, exactly different from five minutes ago. <laughs> oh, Alex isn't here to get mad at us for pretending <laughs> for not pretending that oh, we recorded pretend. this a week apart. Oh my gosh, uh, I have so many new media recommendations for everyone. <laughs> Um, so what we're talking about during the break, which I'll just tell the story. So my daughter, who is now three and a half, loves the musical Six. Like, loves, loves, loves. Like, every time we drive to school, she wants to listen to it. We dance to it. It's awesome. She knows, like, I showed her the video of the opening number. And, I like, she knows, like, the choreography that they do, yes. including, like, the end. She, like, throws her fist up in the air. The whole yes. thing. So anyways, she, because she is still three and a half, um, speaks very well, but still has like a little baby voice and says something's wrong sometimes. And anyways, sometimes it sounds like she is saying sex, not six. And so there were a couple of times at the beginning when she was trying to ask me what to listen to in the car. And she said, mommy, can we do sex in the car? (laughs) And I'm like, huh? Cheeky girl. Anyways, I figured out it meant six. And then I said, yes. <laughs> and I'm sure at one point or another, she has said to her teacher that she listens to sex in the car. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyways, having kids is fun. I love that. That's very funny. And also, she's got good taste. What can I say? Excellent taste. I don't think she understands all the puns yet. That's but, okay. <laughs> and there are times when I'm listening to some of the stuff and I'm like, oh, well, when you're older, you're going to wonder why I let you listen to this. Um, <laughs> it's only a few little parts. But she wants to be Anne Boleyn. That's the character that she likes the best. Um, which, like, girl, yes. Yeah, of course. But she, we have watched that song in particular, and there's definitely a blowjob joke. Um, yep. <laughs> and she will, like, hold things and pretend it's her microphone. So at that part, we always try to distract her so that she, like, doesn't do the hand Hold gesture. Hold the microphone, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, mm-hmm. So, so far, so good. Um, good. I'm an excellent parent. Uh, someone's going to show up <laughs> knocking at my door uh, after they listen to this episode. Uh, <laughs> It'll be her teacher who apparently listens and is like, oh, I'm so sorry. I now understand why she keeps saying that she does sex in the car. <laughs> God. <laughs> Speaking of her teacher, her teacher is lovely and wonderful. I realized something about myself because um, I'm a mom now and I drop off my daughter um, and talk to her teacher. Her teacher is in her early 20s um, okay. and told us this like we did like the first phone call. Uh, it was like a Zoom meeting where she like introduced herself and told us, you know, whatever. Um, so she said she was somewhere in her early 20s. And I think she is older than me. Any, I hope we have a lot of parents listening that can like tweet at us and tell me that they have the same experience because she is a teacher. So like I literally find myself like explaining stuff to her or trying to talk to her because she's a teacher that like I f- have this like teacher's pet thing where I like – also my daughter is such a teacher's pet. She'll mm, do a drawing she and she'll be like, oh, this is for you because you are my best friend. And I'm like, uh-huh, oh. that belongs to me. Um, oh <laughs> so anyways, it's this very weird thing because now I'm a grown up and I see the teacher who is young and I'm just like, she's older than me. She's the boss of me. Whatever she says must be done. <laughs> 
So now I really hope she listens to this podcast. I doubt it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I doubt yeah, that. Enough. I fair doubt enough. that. But if she did, um, I'm not going to say her name. But hello. You know who I am and I know who you are and uh, you know who my daughter is. Way to make it as creepy as possible. <laughs> you know what? I'm just going to keep going with these teacher stories because we haven't <laughs> quite reached seven minutes. Um, we, it's it's okay. No, no. I've got one more. Um, oh, please. So I was at a wedding. I'm a wedding planner and I was at a wedding and I saw one of the guests and was like, I know her. She, I think she taught at my elementary school. And so... I went up to her during reception and I said, did you used to teach at the school that I went to? And she said, or I said, do you teach at? And she was like, oh, I used to. And I said, oh my gosh, I recognized you. And she goes, oh, what's your name? And so I proceeded to tell her my married name and then corrected myself and gave her my maiden name, um, which was awkward in and of itself, but that's who I am. And I literally said to her, I don't know if you were my teacher or not. I just recognize you. And uh, she said, oh, yeah, I remember you. Um, you were in one of my classes. And I said, okay, what class did you, like, what grade, whatever. And she said, well, I used to teach kindergarten. Senior English. <laughs> yes. I used to teach kindergarten, but then I went to sixth grade. And I went, oh, fuck, my brain, oh, fuck. Because I remembered going into oh, no. sixth grade, and we were the year that she switched from kindergarten to sixth grade. And I, oh, no. the second I saw the list, I went to my mom and said, she can't teach me. She's a kindergarten teacher. She can't teach me. She has nothing to teach me. I need you to speak to the principal. This is before the class has even started. I need you to speak to the principal and get my teacher switch. My mom said she would at this point. Now that I'm a parent, I'm like, she probably just told me. They said no, whatever. Right. Anyway, she ended up being a really fantastic teacher. I remember that. <laughs> That's good. But the conversation went, oh, Yes, you were my sixth grade teacher then. I remember you. Very awkward pause. Again, who knows if she knows the sure, situation. Sure. Very awkward pause. And then it was, well, it was good to see you. You too. <laughs> and then I walked away and that was the end of the conversation. That's and I had to text my nightmare. <laughs> many friends. I'm like sweating right now. I had to text many friends to be like, this was a really awkward con- I just wish I hadn't brought it up, whatever. But anyways, now it's a good anecdote. It's been a couple weeks and I've gotten it's a over good anecdote. how yeah. awkward it was. And now we're at eight minutes and 49 seconds. Okay. Um, Sniv so, is so kind listeners, of- you can calculate exactly how much I have cut from the beginning yes. of this episode based on what the timestamp was when, yeah. that, when she said that. The story was much longer than you heard. <laughs> um, what story? Uh, um, what? <laughs> so, anyways, so Sniv is a great teacher. Oh, we're doing this. Okay, great. To yeah. Bria. Oh, I see. This is your segue. So he's teaching Bria how to. Uh, what did we say he was going to do? Stitching. He's teaching Bria his new stitching skills because he's going to stitch the bag that I'm about to find. To oh, put- right, yeah. right, right, right. Yeah, Sniv has not in- did not, in fact, build a library, but did take up embroidery. Uh, so that's fine, I, I guess. Um- he did both. It's fine. <laughs> I had library on the list and uh, Kit had embroidery on the list. And so he decided <laughs> to go with embroidery because it yeah. was Kit's. Yeah, okay. So we do come back to the sub, uh, where I guess he's teaching you embroidery. And it's been a couple of days. Um, Sniff has been... So in addition to learning embroidery and building a quote-unquote library on the sub... Sniff has spent, he's very bad at both of those things because he has spent a good chunk of his time working on the engines to make the sub go faster. Now, I say working on the engines, but let's be very clear... This sub was inherited from the Alglorp, and Sniv doesn't really know how any of it works. So he's just been trying things. Um, And there haven't not been setbacks over the last couple of days. But to Sniv's credit, he has gotten the sub to move quite fast at times. uh, And progress has definitely been made. Okay. (laughs) Tomas also has been aboard uh, this whole time. uh, When you changed courses... He sort of agreed to stay on, and I don't know how much you questioned him about that decision. Oh gosh, you're going to make me doubt him again, because anytime anyone does anything that's not exactly what I expect them to do, I think that they're going to murder me. No, I don't think so. I think we're having fun. We're playing fantasy trademarked, right? Fantasy, roll the dice and try to get all the dice the same dice. (laughs) I want someone to do a mock-up 
of the box of the game that Taryn just titled. Because I just want to see that title like take up the entire front of a... I just think that's very funny. Go on. So yeah, I think we're having a good time. He, I mean, like, if his whole thing in life is, like, watching aquatic creatures mate, then, like, maybe he'll see some new creatures this way. Maybe he's always kind of stayed around the southern island, so, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you get the, I mean, he was he was closer to the northern island this time, but you get the sense that he sort of does that north-south trip because there are hydras in that territory, but he's never really come east like this. Two questions. Tell me. Are we going to have to go under, around the central island at all? You will have to go around it, yeah. Okay, but we're we're gonna, yeah, we're gonna go far around, around it. Around it. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, I don't know where we are in the timeline or if you have this planned. If you have it planned, then cut it. I know, as Taryn, that we're going to have, you know, all this stuff happen up at the surface. Okay, you're looking at me like you have something planned. I'm not, no, I I don't actually know where you're going. Something about the surface, what? So there's, like, the fire on the surface and the... Oh, yeah, don't worry about that. Okay, I'm definitely not worried then. Like, we're underwater, we're totally safe. It's going to be fine. Um... Okay, so yeah, I think we're playing fantasy, roll the dice, and try to make all the dice match. Incredible. And I think that's kind of it. We're reading lots of books, all four of them that we have, and by the fireplace. There's definitely a fireplace. This is very Beauty and the Beast. It's very Beauty and the Beast. You just gotta let me have it. I am defeated. Uh, That's all I wanted. Okay, so that is where we're gonna end this episode. Thanks for listening. No, all right. So yeah, you you two have a lovely time playing dice games, reading books. You three, excuse me. I met you in Sniv. Oh, uh, yeah. Poor is not <laughs> Have a lovely meal. time. Right, yeah, he's feeling very left out. And one day, as you are traveling, as the, as the sub is sort of speeding along under... It also, like, I will say, particularly for the dice game, like, when Sniv really gets the engines going, <laughs> it's a little bit of a bumpy ride. Uh, so the dice game sort of turns into, like, a find the dice when they go scattering around the room when... when the sub hits some underwater turbulence at high speeds. Oh, now um, I'm sad that we decided that they were just friends because there could have been many lingering hand moments while we try to pick up the same dice. Well, so what's amazing is I think there there are, but like they don't, they're not the rom-com version, they're the parody version. Sure. Right? Where like there are those moments and, and it's like we're zoomed in on the hands touching and then we like pan up to both of your faces and like you're like looking at something else entirely and just like blindly <laughs> grabbing for the dice uh, and Tomas is like trying to grab for the dice and like getting frustrated because your hand is in the way like it's not as we zoom out it's not romantic but Excellent. those moments do happen I do also we create a new game called popcorn um, which is that when the sub lurches um, uh-huh. whoever catches the most dice wins oh I like that that's a fun game yeah, yeah. make a sleight of hand check excellent oh my god I have not rolled above a 10 oh okay what'd you get a 9 incredible Tomas got an 18 Sniv crit nice he runs downstairs yeah <laughs> Uh, runs downstairs after a bump, snatches like four dice out of the air, hands them to you, Bria, and then runs back to the bridge. <laughs> and then I show the dice to Tomas and I say, I win. <laughs> uh, don't. I win. All right. He just nods. It's been several days of this, so eventually, after the second one, he just nods. Poor Sniv, uh, who has run back upstairs, now runs back downstairs to where you all are and goes, Sorry, I that wasn't actually why I came down here in the first place. I got distracted. Uh, <laughs> did I win, by the way? Yes, we won. <laughs> Tomas is like, what? Uh, all right. Uh, and Sniv says, Excellent. Good teamwork, Bria. And we high-five. gives Tomas. Yeah, we high-five. And he, like... As you're high-fiving, Sniv, like, looks at Tomas and, like, doesn't break eye contact while he high-fives you. You have to do a uh, 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 constitution save for that. (laughs) You're right. You're right. It's a 12. What did Tomas roll? Oh, Tomas got a four. So uh, Tomas blinks largely because he doesn't realize he's in a staring contest, I think. (laughs) We are on this sub. We play... (laughs) fantasy roll the dice and try to make all the dice match we play popcorn <laughs> we play never have i ever and we play have staring, staring contests contest, yeah <laughs> meanwhile your friends are above ground fighting every elemental ever created i'm having a blast absolutely so sniv uh, after the high five says her her right i got distracted again uh the reason i'm down here is because by my calculations we're about at the point that fiona said you should start to ping oh, no, i can't say it like that this is a penis in spanish <laughs> Ping. 
Oh, God. Oh, there's uh, our blooper. There, no, that's definitely part of it. Um, how dare you try to cut that um, and I'm leave... I'm cutting it. You all think that blooper means I have cut it. People it still get to hear it. Not everyone stays for the blooper. It's true. That's their fault. That is their fault. Okay, so then he says that, and then I... Uh, we make this very serious eye contact, though, when he when he says it. And I think we have not like informed Moss of, of this. Um, not to keep it okay. from him, but he just doesn't like know the word or whatever. And so, right, right, right. Okay. Um, and then I like pull out the key and it's this very big thing that, but I think Tomas at this point has probably just gotten used to how weird we are. And so then he probably thinks we made this whole thing up because he's coming from the Southern Island and like the Southern Island is like super cool and like modern and yeah. I don't, I don't know that he assumes that you made it up, but he like doesn't, I think it's just all of- very confusing to him, and he's like, well, I don't. I have no idea what might happen next, and that's exciting, I guess. We will make you an adventurer yet, Tomas. Um, <laughs> yeah. So then I use the key, and I am gonna ping. And you get a single ping back, a single kernel back, and it's a head. It's sort of straight ahead a little ways, which is fine, except that straight ahead as you go to the bridge and look out the water shield is an underwater, like, shelf, right? Like a cliff, basically. And you all are facing the wall face of this underwater cliff, and the ping seems to be inside it. I am shocked that you're going to make me go deeper in the water. Well, now I didn't say deeper. I just Mm. said into a big, like, into the earth under the water. <laughs> Make a perception check. Oh my god. 16. 16. Uh, you notice a couple of holes that looks like maybe they're tunnels in this cliff face in various places. So, again, because I think this might be Bizdira, I'm not quite sure what we're going to see. Um, I am going to tell Sniv to rev up the engines, and I know we've only got, I think, 15 minutes on this thing, so I'm going to say let's let's go, and I'm going to try to guide him to where I'm feeling the ping. Yeah, uh, so he heads forward, and there are a couple of tunnel entrances that sort of are in the neighborhood that you want to go to, and even the ones that are big enough for the sub to fit through sort of narrow and you can see with the headlights of the sub like narrow and expand as they go into this earth uh and you just don't know how far the sub is going to be able to really get okay i don't have any way to breathe underwater Uh uh-huh okay i (laughs) (laughs) i'm not i'm not kidding i get a decent amount of sleep for having three months old three yeah. month olds but I woke up in the middle of the night last night and went he's gonna make me swim <laughs> I'm not gonna be able to do this so the thought that I had last night was that I found some scuba diving equipment in the sub nah oh I hate you <laughs> making me look at my sheets um, at this point uh, Tomas wanders onto the bridge and says uh, oh uh, that looks like quite the obstacle uh, what are we doing here Worst case is he ends up being a bad guy and I kill him. So I will tell him that we, I'm going to show him the key and I'm going to say this is long, long story short. This is connected. I can see where the other ones are. And I was told the reason we diverted is that we need to find the other one. Not sure if it's going to be connected to a good guy, a bad guy, but we got to, we got to follow it. But I can't breathe underwater. Well, how far is the one that you're looking for? And I'm going to try to make it look cooler than it is. So I'm going to like be like, oh, let me let me check. And then I'm going to like hold it up to my head and like close my eyes and make it seem like it's like tracking and I can see something or whatever. Make a performance check. <laughs> Excellent. This better be the <laughs> one that I roll well on. Nope. That's a five. <laughs> uh, yeah. So you just sort of like pick it up and put it on your forehead and close your eyes and just start humming. <laughs> But, like, nothing else seems to happen. And you're also, like, not dealt. Like, you're just, like, like, palm to the key against your forehead. Like, it's not delicate. And I think that Tomas probably looks at Sniv and goes, is this a band practice? Right. (laughs) I've heard so much about these She usually plays the spoons, right? Um, (laughs) Um, it's, It's a couple hundred feet into the cliff face. Okay, I'll, I'll relay that to him. Yeah, in, in whatever way. Um, he says, well, I 
will be honest, as a researcher, I don't know that I'm qualified to go head-to-head with any <clears throat> bad guys, as you put it, but I would be happy to ferry you to and from uh, so that you might swim faster. I, I can't help with the breathing. I thought you were going to make him, like, breathe into my mouth every, like, minute. I mean, I could, but <laughs> I exhale carbon dioxide, which is not what you need to inhale, so... That's a rather silly solution, isn't it? I don't know how portals work. <laughs> um, okay, what are the logistics here? I mean, the logistics are you have you are able to hold your breath because you're going to be knowing when you're entering the water. Now, according to D&D rules as written, adventurers are able to hold their breath for a bananas amount of time. That's good. Which is equal to 1 plus its co- plus your constitution modifier minutes. So what's your con modifier? One. So you can hold your breath for two minutes, which is 20 rounds of initiative. Doesn't feel like long enough. Two minutes is a long time to hold one's breath. Now, is it long enough to do what you need to do? That's a different conversation, but it's a very long time to hold one's breath. Okay. And there's no way that I can create some type of backup system for oxygen. Like, there's no way I can have, like, a little tank that has oxygen in it or anything like that. Make a... I guess an investigation check? No, make just an intelligence check. Oh my god. That's a... Well, I'm pretty intelligent. No, not that intelligent. It's a six. You can get a jar out of the galley and, like, seal it Uh with air Uh and hope that you can breathe it in a pinch. With a straw, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's totally gonna work. Um, you know what, though? Because I rolled so bad, she's gonna do that. She's gonna oh, absolutely have it with she is. her. Yeah, yeah, make a note. You have that jar of air with you. <laughs> and um, just because it's us, I'm gonna definitely, like, use a little bit of rope and, like, tie it to my back, like, it's, like with a very long yeah. straw. Um, yeah, absolutely. And in the future, I'll use it for wine. Okay, so I think we're gonna do this. Can Mage Hand swim? I don't even know how to begin to answer that I think that we've question. had this conversation before. What is the question? So can, like, I, as we're swimming, uh-huh. can I send out the mage hand to, like, if it's just the key sitting there, grab the key oh, yeah. with mage Yeah, absolutely. Okay. okay. Yeah. All right. So you go and load up into the torpedo tube. Tomas gets in ahead of you and just says, like, Why? you know, for now, like, hold, hold on to my legs. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> you ready? Uh-huh. Snib says, Arr, here we be going. Five, far, and he, three, and, oh, he has, and he hits yeah, the button. Yeah, he falls over, hits the button, <laughs> and ejects the two of you out. Uh, you do have a nice big breath, though, so you get your full, uh, your full two minutes, and you go foot lying. In fact, make make a con save. Well, now I want to start using different dice because I want things to go well now. <laughs> Last episode was the bad roll episode. Oh God, that's a ten. Oh, that's enough to not like lose all of your breath as you get fired out of this torpedo tube. Uh, And immediately as you're out, Tomas seems to, like, uh, recover from it quite quickly, and he very quickly begins uh, swimming towards towards the entrance that you indicated, the tunnel that you indicated. And, you know, most most turtles are are capable swimmers, but Tomas clearly has been practicing with him, you know, because he's been out here studying hydras and shit. Uh, So he is a capable swimmer and really begins motoring it through these tunnels. Hey everybody, your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, DM Jazzy Hands here with a few mid-show announcements. First of all, if you're enjoying the episode so far, it would be Saturnian if you could pop on over to Apple Podcast, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever else you get our podcast from and leave us a rating and a review. We want to read them! Yeah! Okay, next up we want to remind you about our Patreon page. Go to patreon.com slash dnd refuge to get access to all kinds of cool patron perks like early access to certain episodes, character sheets for the PCs, and much more. And if that's not enough, well, by supporting our Patreon, you're also supporting multiple other content creators across the Patreon sphere via our Patreon at Forward program. More information on that is available at our Patreon page, but right now I want to thank some of our awesome patrons for their support. Thank you to our Heralds of Denier, Shimmy Gangot, Tanya and Ark, and to our Shimmerscale tribe leaders, Eugenio, Eliyahu of Merck Grove, Lisa Diane Mercado Etheridge, and Harmony Bat. If you want to get shoutouts on the show and much, much more, hop on over to patreon.com slash dndlastrefuge and become a patron today.
Enjoy D&D video games, but don't have dozens of hours to dump into another giant RPG? Well, have we got the game for you. Idle Champions of the Forgotten Realms is a set-it-and-forget-it idle game featuring tons of your favorite characters from Forgotten Realms lore and from contemporary popular D&D stream shows. You can get more information on the game at CodenameEntertainment.com or on Twitter at at IdleChampions. And when you start playing, use the Electrum Chest Codes found every week in our episode notes to get gems, gear, and other power-ups all for free. Enhance your characters and defend Faerun with TLR and Idle Champions of the Forgotten Realms. We want to thank BattleBards, Scott Buckley, and Kevin McLeod for the music you hear on our show. You can find their collections at BattleBards.com, ScottBuckley.com.au, and in CompTech.FilmMusic.io, respectively. As always, you can, of course, also check the episode notes if you want specific track names, artist names, and links to those tracks. If you ever get adventures, character options, new monsters, or really anything at all from the DMs Guild or from any of the drive through family of websites, be sure to use our affiliate links that you can find on our website or in our episode notes when you shop at those sites so that TLR gets a portion of your purchase. It's like Amazon Smile, but make it D&D. We also want to thank D&D Beyond for their support of our podcast and for being generally amazing in every way possible. If you aren't already a D&D Beyond fan and user, go check out their services at dndbeyond.com. You won't regret it. Fancy a little more last refuge in your life? Dream of waking up to a cup of glorp and a relaxing puzzle sesh with Flick? Or maybe you just want to rep your favorite podcast during your morning run with a TLR t-shirt and water bottle? Well, your dreams can be a reality if you go to bit.ly slash TLR merch store, all lowercase, right now. Our merch store is fully stocked with all sorts of TLR goodness, and we're always on the lookout for ideas for new products. Visit the store, pick something out, and be sure to take lots of pictures and tag us on social media. Quick reminder about the voice mod discount code that we've been putting in our episode notes. So voice mod is a software that serves as both digital voice changer and soundboard. And I've been partnering with them to sort of show it all off on my Twitch channel. So I've been using the technology a ton and it's been a blast. And just today, okay, well, actually two days ago, probably when you're listening, because I am recording this mid show segment on Monday of the week comes out, whatever time travels weird. Anyway, we I just got out of a partner meeting. Um, and the voice mod folks told us about some really very, very cool new and exciting new features that they're going to be rolling out soon. So now's a good time if you haven't already to check the software out. Uh, so go to the, our episode notes, click on the link there. And once you get there, you can download a free version of the software to sort of test it out. If once you've had a chance to sort of click around, try it out and decided that it's something for you, if you want to go ahead and get a pro license, you should use the promo code JazzyHands at checkout to get 5% off your purchase. Okay, that's all the announcements we got for you this week. Thanks so much for listening. As always, stay safe, stay healthy, fight racism where, when, and however you can, and happy gaming, y'all. Now, you're using the ping to sort of guide yourself, yeah? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So go ahead and make a survival check with advantage. It's not gonna help. Oh, 19. Yeah, so the, after I don't know, a dozen or so feet, uh, the tunnels begin to twist and turn and intersect each other and uh, you know, there are dead ends and T-junctures and all kinds of choices to make but you do, you do a pretty good job of, of, you know, getting the ping and sort of imagining the path and you know, you know, only maybe once or twice do you hit a dead end and have to go around. But Tomas is moving quickly. I do want to make a safety announcement at this point. For those of you who are holding your breaths, because I know you're doing it, timing out the two minutes, you are driving a car. I need you to breathe. <laughs> Thank you. Everybody does it. Anytime somebody has to. How many times have you seen Titanic? And you're like, <gasps> yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Make a perception check, Bria. No passive on this one because I assume you are actively trying to find the path. Unfortunately, no matter how I roll, I always oh, get no. my passive. Um, oh, right, right, right. Okay, right, right, right. So it's a 16. A 16. Okay, fine. Fair enough. So you begin to feel, or not not really here, but kind of here, I guess, movement. There are other creatures in these tunnels, and you can hear them moving about as you go a bit deeper. It's been, at this point, about a minute. So you comfortably have about a minute of air 
left. We gotta go um, back. At which point, at which point, I should say, <laughs> at which point you begin suffocating, but do have a few extra rounds before you just die. Oh, uh, so, okay. But you can tell Tomas to turn around if you would like. I'm not gonna. My little watch is starting to flash. <laughs> okay. Saying like, you're halfway there, you're halfway there. So I'm gonna kind of sign to him tapping my wrist, which he's totally going to understand. Like, we're running out of time. I hear, I'm pointing to my ears, I hear, and I'm going to do, like, boogie hands, like creatures. When you tapped on your wrist, Mm -hmm. he, like, was paying attention to you and nodding along, and you tapped on your wrist, and he, like, you know, (laughs) that's a strange thing for Bria to do, because, I don't know, this turtle knows what a watch is. So he, like, looks at your wrist, and he stops, he seems to stop paying attention to you at that point, and he points. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm going to look at the tattoo on my body and what's going on. It is glowing quite brightly. Awesome. Well, maybe that will help me to breathe underwater. It doesn't seem to at the moment. Uh, um, okay, so then I'm very quickly going to look at it and I'm going to move it. I'm sorry that I moved away from the microphone. Um, <laughs> but I'm going to move it back and forth uh, to see if it glows brighter in one direction. Like, is it a compass? It it doesn't seem... To, well, yes, it does. But the directions, plural, in which it glows brighter aren't consistent. It's like whatever is causing it to glow brighter is also moving. I can't breathe underwater. Okay, I... I'm going to give it, knowing that we know kind of our way back, hoping that it's going to take us a little bit less time to get back, I'm going to give us 20 more seconds. Okay. Before I'm like, we got to go back. We can try this again. Yep. So you can you can guide Tomas on. Uh, you know, you he, he continues forward. He turns a corner. And as he does, you see ahead in this new tunnel, three of those creatures that gave you the brand, just sort of hovering in the water, three abreast blocking off the tunnel about, I don't know, maybe 40, 50 feet away from you. They're, they don't, they, I mean, it seems like they probably see you, but they don't react. I didn't need this today. I am going to do a magic missile on each of them. Absolutely you are. Roll up uh, that damage. It's not even enough damage. I'm just getting myself into a fight for no reason. There's no logic. <laughs> awesome. The first one is a two. Great. The second one is a three. Great. And the third one is a four. Well, hey, you know, uh, consistent, I yeah. guess, or, or progressive. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, the darts go forward. Uh, Tomas, I think, like, startles for a moment, because you haven't done that in his, in his presence, I imagine. Yeah. Uh, so he startles for a moment. Uh, the three creatures, uh, the three sea hags, uh, like, they get hit, and they sort of let out a bubbly screech and book it away from you down the tunnel. The opposite direction? Uh, the, like, away from you, which means the direction that you were traveling. Okay. So, like, if you want to continue the path as you feel it towards the ping, you would have to follow them. How much time do I have out of that 20 seconds? Mm, let's call that, well, it was a round, so let's call that six, uh, well, uh, we'll call it 12 seconds. Because, uh, okay. you know, it was a move, and then the next round you you did the attack. Okay, so then, yeah, we will we'll continue on, and maybe that'll make them go even further, because it seems like they might be scared of me, which is awesome. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, we'll do that. So you all continue on. Uh, there is a T-juncture up ahead, and you can see the hags have con- continued on straight. I uh, can and are like, see the see hags. hags. Yeah. Uh, they've continued on straight, so you've got your eyes on them. You continue forward. As you pass the T-juncture, make me... Well, for you, it'll probably be better as athletics. Make me an... A- or, sorry, acrobatics. Make me an acrobatics check. 24. Uh, oh, wow. Okay, I rolled really well, but only got a 22. Uh, so... <laughs> So, uh, unfortunately, however, Tomas does get grabbed uh-huh. by another one. Two sea hags, one from either side, very swiftly swim out. One of them reaches you, and you can feel it's like the water, like the current shift by you. Uh, they grab onto Tomas and try to grab for you, but miss you just barely. But I'm holding onto his shell, is how I was picturing it. Okay, yeah, that's fine. So if they grab him, they kind of... I mean, they grabbed his, like, arms. Okay. And so what are you doing? I'm not going to let go of his shell, unfortunately. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. But if they have his arms, I am going to try to hack at one with my dagger. Without letting go of his shell. Correct. I'm holding on. With, with a single hand. Got it, got it, got it, got it. Yep, yep, do the thing, yep. 14 to hit? Uh, that does, in fact, hit. And I get my sneak bonus, right? Because Tomas is uh, right there. Yeah, I guess you do, yeah. Hee hee hee. 24 damage. Holy shit, yeah. You 
plunge that dagger right into one of the hag's sides, and it also lets out like a bubbly screech. You notice, Bria, as you do this, that eight more of these hags are now coming towards you, two from every tunnel direction. And they stop about 20 feet from the juncture where you are, and they all begin to like float, and it almost looks like they're dancing. They begin to do something in unison, and your mark begins to flare even brighter. Make me a constitution saving throw with disadvantage. That's six. So they do something, and you feel power hit you, and suddenly you can breathe. Excellent. Thank you. Okay. Can I talk? Does this get... I'm going to try to talk. I'm going to see if it gives me the ability to talk. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of bubbly and gurgly and muted, but you can talk. So I'm going to say, what do you want? In what language? I'm going to Disney this again. Um, So I'll start with common. Okay. No response. No response. Uh, Draconic. No response. Celestial. (laughs) Definitely no response. Primordial. Oh, you speak primordial. That gets their attention. Okay. So then that, when I see their pupils dilate a little bit, that's the language that I will speak in. (laughs) Great. So one of them, a couple of them have now taken to like providing first aid to the one that you stabbed the shit out of, if you will allow them. And another one sort of cautiously swims forward a little bit and like bows to you and in primordial gurgles out, we are very sorry, mistress. We must ask you to come with us. And then I think Bria's going to remember that, like, the Allglorp had stuff to do with them. Yeah. And be like, oh, right, that's just my own trauma. And now that I'm breathing, I'll say, of course. The one that you stabbed the shit of gives you a little side eye, but the rest of them seem happy enough to uh, to just shake it off. I will. They're all females. Is that right? Is that how that works? These are. Yeah, actually. Okay. So then I will touch her and I will give her my healing hands. Oh, they all like bow their heads to you uh, when you do that, uh, and then and, and I then will begin- say, I will say, please don't hurt my friend. This is my friend. He's with me. The one that has been holding him the whole time releases him. Uh, they all nod to you again and begin to swim off down the tunnel. And I'll gesture to him. I'll say, like, let's go. And I'll say, uh, he's seeing the bowing. I'm assuming he's absolutely horrified. Yeah. I'll be like, you can go back to the sub if you want. He's like, great, I'm gonna do that. Okay. <laughs> I shouldn't have said that. You should have stayed with me. I'll, but I'll be like, okay, be... He, he's, oh, oh, should I stay? Sh- should I, should I stay? Uh, n- no, I, it's a... Can I, I can go. Do you want one of them to escort you back? Just no, in ca- oh. no, I'm sure I can, I'm okay, thank you. Okay, tell Sniv I'm okay. Mm-hmm. Clearly this is not his bag. He swims around and watches Hydra mate. He just, this is not what he does. Yeah. Uh, he yeah. has a little bow tie. Um, <laughs> yes, and absolutely. And little glasses. We're making, little waterproof he's, bow tie. Yeah, he's he's the grown-up version of... Oh, what was that little kid's name? I Sheldon. Know, I, was, I don't remember. Um, okay, anyways. Okay, so yeah, I'll let I'll let him go. I'll be like, you're not in any danger if you want to hang, but if not, he's you out. can go. Okay. If you give him permission, he's out. Yeah, he's already gone. This conversation yeah. never happened. Yeah, okay. that's right. All right, so the the sea hags lead you uh, through a couple more passages. Um, you realize pretty quickly that even if you had known this route, there was no way you were going to get there in two minutes. It is so twisty-turny. Like, as the crow flies, your ping said it was only a couple hundred feet. But this is, this takes a while. Uh, but eventually, you come out onto this enormous, beautiful cavern. Uh, underwater cavern that has the all sorts of structures sort of built into the walls and different stone formations in this space. You see dozens of sea hags just sort of going about their business down here, it seems. Um, And you are led through it all, and every time you pass near enough to another hag to notice you, you get a deferential sort of nod, uh, and you are taken to a big structure at the center of this cavern and led inside, and in there you see, tied up against the wall, a figure encased in some sort of stone armor. And you recognize her immediately from your battle in the Northern Arcanium. Ginger? What's she doing here? (laughs) 
I was going to say Jezebel, and I switched it to Ginger, so everybody's welcome. <laughs> um, that was the first name that came to mind. It's almost well, I was going to say, what a weird default name for your brain to go to. <laughs> it's a weird place in there. Okay, so then I am very excited about this, especially because she's trapped. And I am going to go and see if there is a location on her that seems like I can, that I can see like a where the armor comes off, how the key works. I just want to get the key off of her person. Sure. So you can see, first of all, you can see, uh, since you're not in combat, you can see what Bizdira never managed to see, which is that right in the center of her chest is the insignia of the key, Mm -hmm. right? You can see where, like, your shield, for example, matches up with this thing in the center of, of her chest. But you don't see any seams or, like, attachments or anything. But as you get closer, her head sort of rises up and she clearly is looking at you mm-hmm. and staring contest okay all of these people that you have staring contests with who are not aware they're having a staring contest I, she got a 21 yeah I got an 8 <laughs> I'm very afraid of her yeah you flinch and she hasn't even moved she like <laughs> looks up at you and you flinch <laughs> She is tied up. Her legs are tied together and her her wrists are tied, but they're tied in front of her. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so she she lifts her hands up and puts them on top of where the key shape is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you watch as underneath her hand, uh, a little sort of dull, like ruddy glow begins to emanate. And the armor just sort of looks like it retracts into itself and into the key shape. Uh, And eventually she pulls her hands away and she is holding, very obviously, the earth key in her hands. uh, And she is there, unarmored, a tiefling that is a little bit older than Flick, scarred uh, across her cheek and her arms and holding this key, now completely unarmored. No expression on her face, still keeping eye contact with you. Is she offering it? She wasn't, but she does, after a moment. She doesn't break eye contact with you for a few seconds, and then she reaches her hands as far forward as her binds, as her bonds, bonds will allow, and seems to be holding the key out to you. I'll take it. Uh, she doesn't say anything. She just puts her hands back down and, like, drops her head again. Breaks eye contact. And I am going to use my hand to lift her head to look at me. Gently. She instinctually just, like, fights it for a second, uh, mm-hmm. but only a second. It's it's obviously more reflex than, than conscious intent. Uh, and her head raises up to meet your eyes. And I'll say, are you okay? She doesn't say anything. And she's not, like, it's not, what I'm about to describe, because it's me describing it, is going to sound very snarky, but Mm. she doesn't do it in a snarky way. She just sort of looks around and takes stock of her surroundings and shrugs at you. And you can tell she also, like, she's breathing. She also, right, Mm. like, she seems, the scars don't seem fresh. It's not like the hags, like, attacked her or whatever. She seems fine, except that she's bound. I'm going to say, I'm going to be leaving this place soon. Do you want to come with me or do you want to stay here? She thinks for a minute and then just says, where? That's privileged information. I'll say, truly, I don't know yet, but I I won't harm you if you don't try to harm me and my friends. She, she sort of shrugs again. She seems, she, it's not like despondent defeated, but like she is a warrior who has been defeated and captured somehow. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not really clear how at this point either. Like how the hell did she get down here? Yeah. But so she just sort of shrugs in terms of like attacking your friends and says, um, if you take me east to my sister, sure. Still don't trust Fiona. But we all know now that Tomas is a very brave warrior. So I will, I'll say, okay. And then I am going to, I've already got the key. um, So I'm going to make sure it's not accessible to her someplace that she can't get it. And then I will tell the sea hags that I'm going to take her and ask them if they need anything else from me and thank them a lot. Yeah. uh, They like bow to you. They seem to have no problem with you taking her off their hands. Once that's sort of complete and you ask if there's anything else, uh, they sort of begin to try and usher you outside of this building uh, where she was back out into the cavern. Okay. I'll follow. As you go outside uh, in the few minutes that you have been speaking, Uh, to this tiefling, a lot of sea hags have gathered outside this building uh, and are sort of, they seem to be waiting for you, 
in fact. Bria, the queen of the sea hags. Well, I mean, as you come out, like, a few of them begin to walk forward towards you, uh, and some of them have, uh, you know, little bundles. You are still underwater, right? So all of this is uh, a little weird for Bria, who is a surface creature, but they, the sea hags have, like, really interesting ways of, like, doing things to keep, you know, items from just floating away as they, whatever. But they bring to you, like, offerings of food and drink, fish, and some sort of, like, vaguely luminescent green juice up to you if you want to try it. Seems like Glorp. It, it is way more nuclear looking than Glorp. Glorp has, like, this matte, dull snot feel to it. This is, like, almost like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles ooze type I'll take stuff. it. I'm going to wait for Kit to have a look at that before I will do anything with it. And then one of you comes up holding a very nice looking bag uh, and presents to you this bag that like feels like it weighs maybe about five pounds, but you know, doesn't seem particularly remarkable other than that it's very nice. But I think you probably have been adventuring long enough to recognize that perhaps there's more to this bag than meets the eye. I will wait till I am back on the sub because I don't okay. want if I open it to for anything to come out of it. And we all know what happened with the beans um, <laughs> or almost happened with the beans. Almost. Uh, so then I will thank them and I will say it may be a while before we see each other again. But will you help us when the time comes? And the one that presented the, what you and I both know is a bag of holding, mm-hmm. remains sort of at the forefront and bows to you and nods and says, Of course, it has always been our intention to help the chosen ones. Yes. Pew, 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 pew. Um, and I'll say, uh, anyone that you can gather to help um, from any of the islands, uh, from any of this world underground would be appreciated. Underwater, not underground. She nods to you and says, Do you require an escort to your destination? That would be excellent. Uh, She waves her hand and four sea hags swim forward, ready to follow you back to the sub to guard and and sort of surround the tiefling as like sort of, you know, prisoner guards while you you travel, if you so desire. Before I leave, I am going to take out a few beetle shells and um, present them to them and say, to me, these are very valuable, and you have given me a great gift, so I want to give you a great gift in return. Make an insight check. Crit fail. Incredible. Yeah, so uh, they ta- she takes it, um, and she sort of stares at it for a few moments, and she looks up uh, and looks around, and in a language that you two have been conversing in two different dialects of primordial, mm-hmm. uh, and or 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 two different yeah two different dialects I think is the way to put it. But you've been able to understand each other. But she begins rapid fire speaking like aloud to the crowd. You catch a few words here and there because it does still seem to be in some dialect of primordial. Um, something about gifts, something about the chosen ones, something about uh, another gift, and there are varied reactions from the crowd. None of them negative, but like some of them thrilled, some of them confused, some of them like (laughs) sighs. And you watch as this entire cavern's worth of sea hags begins to swim to form a circle that sort of encircles your whole, uh, the whole cavern and they begin to rotate. The circle of them begins to rotate and they are chanting And you watch as the water in the cavern begins to take on shapes. You can see creatures, sea creatures, uh, and then also creatures of the land and the air. And some of them you don't recognize as anything you have ever seen in this world before. But they all begin to sort of swirl and form this whirlpool that extends, the tail of it sort of extends to you, Bria, and touches you right in the center of the chest. And after a few moments, this whirlwind, this vortex, just like gets sucked inside of you. And you feel wherever these sea hags, whatever they really are, whatever their connection to the world and magic and the sea is, you feel it touch you and become part of you. And since the rest of the cast got to level up at the top of season nine, I think you should as well. And the sea hags have given you access, should you desire it, uh, to take the fey-touched feet. They are fey. They have touched you uh, and given you some small portion of their power. Tell me more. (laughs) 
I think you can cast Misty Step and something else once a day, and you're a fae now. I don't know. Excellent. That's not true. You are not a fae now. Uh, so one of your mental scores can increase by one. You learn the Misty Step spell and one step Misty Step smell and oh my god. <laughs> You, gotta keep you it. learn the Misty Step spell and one first level spell of your choice from the Divination or Enchantment School of Magic. Do you want me to say what that is? Since I already uh, If you know what it is, sure. I chose Hex. Ooh, yes. Oh, that feels perfect for these hags. They have literally given you portions of their power. So Misty Step is their ability to move about uh, rather quickly. Of course, they do it in the water, but you have that ability anywhere. And then there is, I mean, these hags are your allies, but they are still sea hags with powerful magical abilities. Mm -hmm. And so they bestow upon you their ability to hex their their foes. Excellent. I love that. And I'm able to breathe underwater now forever. No, for 24 hours. Whatever, fine. Okay, I'm ready to go. You can swim with your escort and the sister. You get back eventually to the sub. Uh, you can get on board. You get the sister settled. The sea hags continue to guard her, although they do it in shifts. Um, two of them will be on board the sub guarding her, and two of them are swimming alongside the sub because they need water submersion a little more frequently than one might think. You eventually pour out the bag of holding, and you can count them. 27 stone orbs fall out of this bag as you begin to, like, upend it and and pull things out of it. Um, And they all are identical, and they all look just like that stone that Flick found in the Arcanium on the Western Island that can clean things. And I'm going to be, I'm going to test each and every one, and I'm going to be pretend Christmas excited for everyone since they're of there and be like, oh, another one. Incredible. I mean, on the one hand, you have 27 orbs of cleaning. On the other hand, there's a world in which you might be the most powerful person in Silfson now. Correct. I will be their leader. <laughs> I will be their leader. I've already foreseen it. Uh, yeah. I do. I don't know if you heard me, but I do teach them all of the games. So now we're also playing all the games with the Sea Hags as well. So I learn a lot about all of my companions, including the sister. She's going to tell me everything. I don't think she really. Well, she certainly doesn't play roll the dice and try and get them all the same or whatever that game is called. <laughs> but she does play Never Have I Ever, and I learn all about why Fiona left, what's going on, all the things. I learn all the things. Her her first Never Have I Ever is. Never have I ever quit a game on the first turn. And then she puts all ten of her fingers down and walks away. <laughs> she does not walk away. She's still Oh, bound. I'm sorry. She, right, she yeah, wiggles she... away like a snake. Yeah. <laughs> exactly right. Exactly right. I like her. Now, you're pretty close to the Eastern Island, and, and the sister did want you to take her to Fiona. So is that the plan? I think so. I think I probably will send some type of message. I, or if Fiona... Let's say Fiona checks in, and I tell her... Nope, she doesn't check in. Fine. Uh, actually, yes, she does. So uh, that night, Fiona checks in with you and says, if you have succeeded, your friends will be here soon. And I'll say, excellent. I've got her and she wants to see you. Have them meet me on the beach. See you soon! Exclamation mark. Yeah, and so you begin to head off that way. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of The Last Refuge. Be sure to listen next week to find out uh, what the party does now that they have the whole story, are reunited, and are ready to take the next steps. You can reach out to the TLR team by leaving us a podcast review or by dropping us a line on Twitter and Instagram at, at @dndlastrefuge. That's at D, the letter N, D, Last Refuge. Or you can also email us at dndlastrefuge at gmail.com. If you want to know more about us as players, access our Patreon, see some awesome fan art, and get links to other streams and podcasts where you can see us playing even more D&D. You can go to our website, www.dndlastrefuge.com. As always, I want to thank Robert Huff, my story consultant for this campaign, and of course, all of you for listening. I'm your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, DM Jazzy Hands, and with me I have... Bria, 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 and Bria. And Sniv. Happy gaming, y'all. And Tomas. I'm feeling very dizzy right now. I don't know if I oh, did. We just take a minute. We can. No, I'm fine. I don't know if I'm okay. not breathing because I'm talking so much. We'll see. <laughs> if I pass out, that's what happened. I love you.